Welcome back to Reading Pages. My name is Paige, your host for this podcast where I talk all about the books I've read. If you would like to read along with me, I post which book I'm reading prior to the release of the episode on the Instagram at Reading Pages Podcast. So be sure to grab your favorite drink and your book and let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Episode number three. I am Paige, your host of the Reading Pages podcast. (laughs) I'm always so scared to do the intro because I definitely, I judge people's intros so bad. Like if I don't like the first couple things that someone says in their podcast, like I will immediately click off. (laughs) But I'm out here like having the worst intro ever. Um, but nonetheless, we're out here grinding. It's it's a nice day. I'm sitting on my bed looking out my window and the light is shining, coming in on an angle, reflecting off my plants. It's a great vibe in here. Um, so today we're going to be talking about The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It says it's a practical guide to personal freedom, a Toltec wisdom book. Let me hype this book up. If you want to read a book that is anything in in terms of like freeing your mind or like spirituality or self-growth or just like how to live your life better, read this book. I'm not even joking you. It's such an easy read and so simplified and condensed and just good like easy to understand and just it's literally it's like a bible but like super simplified and i think that it's super important to like be simple sometimes like there's no need to really get all up in your head about everything which is something that i literally do every single day as we know on the podcast the podcast is literally where i just splat out splat no like talk talk out all my (laughs) talk out all my thoughts that are up in my brain that just consume me and I just spiraled down all these holes um but this book keeps it very simple very straight to the point and like I almost feel like this should be required reading for every like 10 year old like once you turn 10 you get to read this book, I feel like, (laughs) and then your mind and everything will be shifted. It's, it's, it's such a great book. So to summarize this book in a very simple way, it's basically about these four agreements that this guy thinks are the most important things in life and like the things the top four things that should be in your brain at all times kind of guiding the way you you view the world um and to briefly talk about the four agreements as a whole right i'll just list them out and say a few sentences about this this is like 
what I found off Google, like the simplified version of all of them. Um, first one is to be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Second one is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. The third one is don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. And finally, the fourth one is always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. So we'll deep dive into each of the four agreements. Um, I also wanted to read a little history of the author real quick. Um, so it says that he experienced a near-death experience that <laughs> he experienced a near-death experience um, that changed his life late one night in the early 1970s. He's He awoke suddenly after falling asleep at the wheel of his car. Holy crap. Um, at that instant, the car hit a wall of concrete. Um, Don Miguel remembers that he was not in his physical body as he watched himself pull his two friends to safety. Stunned by this experience, he began an intensive practice of self-inquiry. He devoted himself to the mastery of the ancient ancestral wisdom, studying earnestly with his mother and completing an apprenticeship apprenticeship, apprenticeship with powerful shaman in the Mexican desert. His grandfather, who has since passed on, continued to teach him in his dreams. That's kind of cool. With that being said, I first want to talk about the beginning of the book because that is what hooked me in. And it's called The Domestication and the Dream of the Planet. Okay, so I'm just going to briefly read just a couple of paragraphs, what I've highlighted, kind of jump around. So this is not necessarily... A full-on chronological reading of a book or a paragraph you know what I mean we're just gonna skip around and say my comments um so on page one he says what you are seeing and hearing right now is nothing but a dream you are dreaming right now in this moment you're dreaming with the brain awake dreaming is the main function of the mind and the mind dreams 24 hours a day it dreams when the brain is awake and it also dreams when the brain is asleep the difference is that when the brain is awake, there is a material frame that makes us perceive things in a linear way. When we go to sleep, we do not have that frame, and the dream has the tendency to change constantly. I was so shook when I read that. I was like, what the heck? Bro! I don't know. I mean, it's a simple concept, but sometimes when you read things in words, it's like, dude, that's exactly what I was like thinking, but it's it, i don't know it's just different when it's in words and someone has like thought it too you know and formulated it i don't know just just makes everything fall into place better um so humans are dreaming all the time before we were born the humans before us created a big outside dream that we will all call society's dream 
or the dream of the planet. The dream of the planet is the collected dream of billions of smaller personal dreams, which together create a dream of a family, a dream of a community, a dream of a city, a dream of a country, and finally, a dream of the whole humanity. The dream of the planet includes all the society's rules, its beliefs, its laws, its religions, its different cultures, and the way and the ways to be, its government, schools, social events, and holidays. We are born with the capacity to learn how to dream, and the humans who live before us teach us how to dream the way society dreams. The outside dream has so many rules that when a human is born, we hook the child's attention and introduce these rules into his or her mind. The outside dream uses mom and dad, the schools, and religion to teach us how to dream. Attention is the ability we have to discriminate and to focus only on that which we want to perceive. Let me say that again. Attention is the ability we have to discriminate and to focus only on that which we want to perceive. That's an interesting way to think about attention, I feel like. Using the word discriminate. Because I've I've never I've never really like seen that word used that way, you know what I mean? The outside dream hooks our attention and teaches us what to believe beginning with the language that we speak. It is not our choice to speak English. You didn't choose your religion or your moral values. They were already already there before you were born. Bro. Facts. We never had the opportunity to choose what to believe or, or what not to believe. We never chose even the smallest of these agreements. We didn't even choose our own name. Woo! Wow. It is really crazy that just society has been around for decades and decades and decades and just so much has been figured out and we're just like so small and minuscule and we just fit we're just born into this system and I find it so weird and so magical in the same way that I was born in this time period in this town into this family into just everything that is around me all the communities that I am a part of like and just every like I'm just so weirded out by that the fact that like why why this time why this family why am I 6-3 why (laughs) like what the heck um anyways back to agreements as children we didn't have the opportunity to choose our beliefs but we agreed with the information that was passed to us from the dream of the planet via other humans the outside way to store information is by agreement the outside dream may hook our attention but if we don't agree we don't store that information as soon as we agree we believe it and this is called faith to have faith is to believe unconditionally That's how we learn as children. Children believe everything adults say. We agree with them. And our faith is so strong that the belief system controls our whole dream of life. We didn't choose these beliefs and we may have rebelled against them, but we were not strong enough to win the rebellion. And then it talks about how we we soon develop a need to hook other people's attention in order to to get this reward to to feel good. Because when we go against the rules, we are punished and and seen as a bad girl or a bad boy and and we're punished many times a day and we're also rewarded many times a day so soon we become afraid of being punished and also afraid of not receiving the reward 
So the reward is the attention that we got from our parents or from other people like siblings, teachers, and friends. We're all just attention-seeking people, (laughs) Um, which is also an interesting and relatable thing to think about. So we become a copy of mama's beliefs, daddy's beliefs, society's beliefs, and religion's beliefs. Um, And we're so well-trained that we are our own domesticator. So we like do this to ourselves. Like the domestication is so strong that at a certain point in our lives, we no longer need anyone to domesticate us. Like we don't need mom or dad or the school or the church to tell us what to do. Like it's so ingrained in our mind that we just do it anyways. Like if your parents have been drilling you to make your bed every single day, my parents don't do that. But say that was something that your parents made you do, you would make your bed probably your whole life. And then the same thing goes with the mental aspect of things and how people think and how others force you to think in a way when you're a kid and then that just gets ingrained into you. Um, And so we think that if we do something that's against this quote-unquote book of law that we've given ourselves and other people have given us in a way we we need to be punished or we should be ashamed and and it happens many times a day day after day for all the years of our lives ah crazy um and yeah like there's this judge inside of us that says yes you you are not good enough and this is all based on the belief system that we never even chose to believe And these beliefs are so strong that even years later when we are exposed to new concepts and try to make our own decisions, we find that these beliefs still control our lives. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, it's kind of hard to break these agreements that have been pushed on us. Slash, slash we've adopted our own, but we didn't know better. You know what I mean? So after reading the first chapter, my eyes were just completely opened up to being aware that we're just told so many things by so many people. And because we we don't know it any better and we're kids, we just listen to what has been told to us and that's what we believe and that's, that's the lens that we view the world through. And, you know, that also makes me think about how interesting it is about the differences and how we're raised and how impactful it is like it makes me think about how much the role of the older generation has on shaping the younger generation it's it's so strong and it that kind of freaks me out like if i if i were to have kids which i do want to have kids at one point like i don't know man what, what if i say something bad or, or wrong or just like mess up and say something and that's something that really sticks with my kid and like is ingrained into their core values <laughs> and I screw them up for the rest of their lives you know what I mean because there are definitely some things that my parents have said to me or just like how they've expressed things that have really had an impact on me <laughs> and I don't even think they know or are aware of how much they have impacted me 
and oh this is another thing like now that i'm older i i'm just been thinking more of my own thoughts and realizing that adults you know they're not always necessarily right and i know this this concept is insane guys because <laughs> when i was a kid i thought adults knew knew the answer to everything like i could ask them how to do something or what the answer to something is and they would know like they would know the true answer like i could any problem or any question they would have the answer just because they were older <laughs> and now that i'm slightly older i mean i'm 19 so i'm kind of old kind of not i don't know um but i'm like wow adults really do not know much because i used to think 19 year olds were so old and now that i'm 19 i i feel like i know nothing i mean i definitely know a lot more than when i was 10 or whatever but there's still plenty of things that I just don't know. Like, I don't know how to buy a house. I don't, I mean, in terms of, like, logistical things, I don't know how to do a lot of those. And then in terms of just, like, general life morals and goals and values, you know. I mean, I th would like to think that I kind of know a little bit. But, but at the end of the day, bro, I haven't really experienced a ton but i i also thought my parents were like superheroes like if a burglar were to come into our house and try and shoot us all like my dad would jump in and be a superhero and destroy everything lasers would come out of his hands and we'd all be safe but in actuality like i definitely could get shot if a burglar or like bad person of some sort shot me you know what i mean it's weird to think that your parents are normal people that make a lot of mistakes and they're the same as you and like the same cluelessness as you i mean obvious take all this with a grain of salt when you're the more the older you are the more you've experienced and the more you've learned and everything so they do know a lot more about life than me but there's a lot of people that i have known for quite some time that are like having kids and stuff and i'm just like what you can just have kids what the who like how is that a thing like someone can just have kids like i don't if you think about it like all your all your friends are gonna have kids if they do you know you don't have to have kids obviously do whatever you want but like that's just wild crazy anyways that was really off topic but everything i say is off topic so get used to it moving on to the first agreement i think we just need to hop right in okay so the first agreement is to be impeccable with your word which is it basically means that everything you say should be kind of well thought out and expect that everything that you say and think is true and like is going to become true and just like 
value words tremendously. Don't just talk to talk. Don't just say things that aren't true. Like in every aspect of like the word word, you know what I mean? What you read, what you say, what you think, everything that you consume and you share and you put out into the world should be what you want. And the author is not a fan of gossiping. (laughs) They say gossiping has become the main form of communication in human society. It has become the way we feel close to each other because it makes us feel better to see someone else feel as badly as we do. There's an old expression that says misery likes company and people who are suffering in hell don't want to be all alone. Fear and suffering are an important part of the dream of the planet. They are how the dream of the planet keeps us down. And the gossiping aspect is just, it's really hard to not gossip. (laughs) Like it's very difficult in this time, like they said, because gossiping is such a a huge form of communication. You know, I find myself having so many conversations with people about other people. <laughs> and and it's difficult because when you're having those conversations, like, what are you supposed to do when someone else is gossiping? You can't just sit there and, like, nod your head and, like, not participate because then that makes the person <laughs> feel really weird and uncomfortable and, like, awkward and... I don't know, it just makes them not feel heard and stuff. Like, I'm not I'm not sure that's the right way to go about it. But participating in the gossip and talking trash about other people is not the way to do it either. So, I mean, I don't have any advice here. Like, honestly, I'm kind of stumped. I still have yet to figure out what to do. I guess you just, like, change the topic really quickly or, like, just say something else one way to avoid is to just never bring it up in the first place like never be the person that starts the gossiping don't ever be that person (laughs) because that's a very easy simple way to avoid gossiping (laughs) if you don't start it then it won't happen because it really is like you would never want someone to gossip about you behind your back or anything like that you know you would never want to be gossiped about so just don't gossip this is like first grader rules first grader guidelines right now like everyone says don't gossip when you're in elementary school and stuff like that don't talk badly about people treat other people the way you want to be treated but in high school and on, for some reason, adults and just everyone who's older and they're not, you know, getting whipped by their fifth grade teachers, <laughs> the, the rules are slid and people are mean. So it's important to just, you know, remain, remain a kind person. Bottom line. And I also like what they have in terms of talking about yourself, talking to yourself, the thoughts that you have in your brain. And it says on page 42, we talk to ourselves constantly and most of the time we say things like, oh, I look fat, I look ugly, I'm getting old, I'm losing my hair, I'm stupid, I never understand anything, I will never be good enough and I'm never going to be perfect. Do you see how we use the word against ourselves? We must begin to understand that the word is 
and what the word does. If you understand the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, you begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. Change first in the way you deal with yourself and later in the way you deal with other people, especially those you love the most. Yeah, to be honest, this struck a chord with me reading it again because I have been going through a lot of struggles with like hating myself recently. Uh, and I've never really experienced this before. I mean, there are definitely times where I, I do not like myself. But over the past couple of days, I've really struggled with accepting myself. It's hard. It's very hard to not be like, FML, oh my gosh, like this would happen to me. I would get this grade. I would, like I would miss that shot. I would do that you know what I mean going again with the law of attraction and everything like you know you got to put out the energy that you want you got to embody what who and everything that you want in your life you have to embody that in your current state if you're always negative all the time negativity will will come to you and I really do believe that and I think that it's okay to have fluctuations obviously because every everything is imperfect about life um so there's going to be ups and downs and everything but it's important to just have perspective like when you're in a low moment always 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 remember what it what it feels like to feel the opposite way like when you're super super sad i i find a lot of comfort in in thinking when i'm really sad like just remembering you were so happy at that one moment in your life like i don't know two weeks ago or whatever however long ago it was i think everyone has experienced at least one moment where they were happy in their lifetime and just just go back to that moment and find the hope and (laughs) just keep going keep pushing guys because i know life is hard sometimes so you just gotta remember that there is a light at the end of the tunnel there's a rainbow after it rains (laughs) um and embrace all the different emotions i think it's so it makes life so much more interesting when when you're sad mad happy experiencing all the different different feelings it's just so much more fun so much more spicy and it makes you appreciate everything in its own way because of the impermanence of it all so that's a quick little talk about the first agreement let's move on to the second agreement which is don't take anything personally and this one was interesting to me because i didn't really think it was super important to not take anything personally like yeah of course i've heard this like it's not it's not you it's them like people who hate on you are just struggling with their lives and stuff like that i think that's basic kind of knowledge that people share around and i didn't think it would be worth you know the four guidelines you should live your life by but after reading what he said it was just really remarkable and he says it about the flip side of things like if someone says, say you have a basketball game, right? And and 
someone says, oh my gosh, you have the best game ever. You're so good, blah, 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 like hyping you up so much. Don't take that personally. Don't make that inflate your ego. Don't make, don't think that, oh, I, I did the right thing in that game. I, I'm, I'm good at basketball. Like you should already know that you should already know that you're good at basketball you don't need anyone else to tell you that you're good at basketball you know what I mean just like say you have a basketball game and and someone comes up someone comes up to you and says that was your worst game ever you sucked you dropped the ball like you didn't score enough you didn't you weren't aggressive enough you didn't make that oh wide open layup stuff like that you shouldn't take that personally either like just because they say that doesn't it has zero effect on you you should be so like confident in yourself you really can't let other people's comments affect how you view yourself in any way shape or form take it as when someone compliments you it's just because they're they're in a good mood they're feeling generous they're feeling like they want to be nice you know what i mean and when people are ripping on you that's because they're in a bad mood they're blah 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 they aren't secure in themselves so they want to project it on you everything that they do is truly a reflection of themselves and i definitely know this from the opposite side like like when i feel really awkward or like insecure about myself I will come across as someone who's shy or doesn't want to talk at all or is very reserved and a lot of times I think people think that I don't like them because I act that way but it's really just because I'm insecure (laughs) so I don't mean to do that and I know that's a bad thing to do but that's something that's a way that I just project this image that is is because of me that has nothing to do with what the other person is doing but to close up this agreement i just really thought it was astonishing i guess you could say or i had never thought of this that when people react positively to you and shower you with compliments and everything it it doesn't really mean much you shouldn't let what other people think of you and what other people say about you dictate how you view yourself because then you will be an emotional roller coaster (laughs) like it's hard enough to just like manage your own emotions let alone have them be controlled by other people you know what i mean so moving on to the third agreement this is to not make any assumptions Alrighty, y'all. So the third agreement is don't make any assumptions. Um, on page 63, I'm just going to read the opening paragraph. They say, we make the tendency to make assumptions about everything. The problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. We could swear they are real. We make assumptions about what others are doing or thinking. We take it personally. Then we blame them and react by sending emotional poison with our word. That is why whenever we make assumptions, we're asking for problems. We make an assumption, we misunderstand, we take it personally, and we end up creating a whole big drama for nothing. 
<laughs> so they go on to give an example. So they say, for example, you're walking in the mall and you see a person you like. That person's that person turns to you and smiles and then walks away. You can make a lot of assumptions just because of this one experience. With these assumptions, you can create a whole fantasy and you really want to believe this fantasy and make it real. A whole dream begins to form just from your assumptions and you can believe, oh, this person really likes me. In your mind, a whole relationship begins from that moment. Maybe you even get married in your fantasy land, but the fantasy is your mind and it's your personal dream. Making assumptions in our relationships is really asking for problems. Often we make the assumption that our partners know what we think and that we don't have to say what we want. We assume they are going to do what we want because they know us so well. If they don't do what we assume they should do, we feel so hurt and say you should have known. (laughs) And this is crazy. There's so many communication problems that happen all the time every single day I feel like there is a slight communication problem (laughs) that goes on in my life whether it be with I mean just anyone that I'm interacting with communication is really the key to everything and oftentimes I'm too scared to ask questions that's the thing that I do because I never want to be, I don't know, quote unquote, annoying, asking a bunch of questions. I mean, even when I was in school and stuff, I did not ask questions because I was just embarrassed to ask questions because I thought that that was a sign of weakness or that I didn't know what was going on or that I wasn't smart. And I think that asking questions is super important to succeed in life and just clarifying like I have jobs that I need to do like videos that I have to edit and stuff and I always want to kind of clarify with my customer um, what they exactly want on the video because at the end of the day it saves me a ton of time and it saves them a ton of time and it's just easy and it's not worth it to not ask questions just because you're (laughs) self-conscious let me tell you from personal experience i mean i'm still learning i still don't ask a lot of questions that i should be asking and in addition to asking questions more on the main topic of assumptions assuming things is another thing that I do all the time (laughs) I assume a lot and I feel like I'm I'm getting way better at catching myself for assuming things and I think on social media it's it's really really prominent everyone assumes everything about everyone all the influencers everyone assumes so much stuff about them i actually i feel terrible for all the famous influencers just famous people in general the amount of assumptions that people have about everyone is is crazy i oh my gosh the videos where they just like call out influencers and just roast them nonstop. those videos piss me off so much Cause it's like they're they're human, you know. 
I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone should be held accountable to a certain extent, but geez, like nobody is perfect. And to make an entire video explaining how wrong someone is being and how bad someone's living their life and everything, like, I don't know. That negativity, we don't, we don't want it. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'm kind of just rambling. As you guys know, this podcast is just me rambling. Um, but yeah, and I thought the example that they gave was so perfect because lucky that's me. I imagine so much stuff. Like I have 10 million different lives inside my head that I'm, I'm living. Um, even though I'm very much not living any of them, I'm only living the life that is in real life. But <laughs> like, I mean, I've traveled across across the whole country in my mind <laughs> in my dreams and stuff but um yeah just not assuming this is another one that I was like wait I'm not sure I would put that in my top four commandments but now that he wrote it out and everything and explained it and I love how all the agreements tie together and they're all intertwined like for example being impeccable with your word is a form of don't make your assumptions you know they're they're definitely tied together very closely so moving on to the fourth agreement which is always do your best okay always do your best okay so they say under any circumstance always do your best no more and no less but keep in mind that your best is never going to be the same from one moment to the next everything is alive and changing all the time so your best will sometimes be high quality and other times it will be not as good when you wake up refreshed and energized in the morning your best will be better than when you are tired at night your best will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick or sober as opposed to drunk your best will depend on whether you're feeling wonderful and happy or upset, angry, or jealous. Regardless of the quality, keep doing your best no more and no less than your best. When you overdo, you deplete your body and go against yourself and it will take you longer to accomplish your goal. But if you do less than your best, you subject yourself to frustration, self-judgment, guilt, and regrets. So basically just doing your best solves all the problems. And this one is kind of hard for me because I find it hard to know if I'm doing my best or not you know what I mean like it's it's hard for me like genuinely I don't know if I'm doing my best all the time <laughs> like I I don't see the line between overworking myself versus not doing enough sometimes i think overworking myself is doing my best so it says just do your best in any circumstance in life it doesn't matter if you're sick or tired if you always do your best there is no way you can judge yourself and if you don't judge yourself there is no way you're going to suffer from guilt blame and self-punishment by always doing your best you will break a big spell that you've been under yeah they put it so simply just do your best and i i'm kind of tying this into what i read in the book Big Magic, which was the last book that we talked about, in terms of, you know, how I, I relate this information to the fact that if I have something to do, right, and I'm not feeling 
the best that I should just do it at that time, at that moment, and not wait for a better time, not wait for me to feel better or more up for it. You know what I mean? Just do my best in that in that moment, in that circumstance, and not require my best, best self to accomplish things. You know what I mean? Like right now, I'm tired. It's 9 p.m. and I'm recording this podcast. I didn't do it all in one go. So like I'm tired and I I need to get this episode up. So I'm pushing through, but like this may not be necessarily the best formulated thoughts at this moment in time just because I'm tired and stuff and I am not feeling too well. I'm on my period. Not to get too TMI right now, but I'm just doing my best in this moment. I do think I'm doing my best, actually, to be honest. Maybe. I'm not sure, bro. See, this is where I'm like, how am I supposed to know if I'm doing my best? And I feel like if I were to ask someone this, they would say, well, you'd know if you're doing your best when you're doing your best. But genuinely, I don't know. Maybe that's just like the voice inside my head freaking myself out. But maybe one day I'll get there (laughs) if I'm calm enough. And they also say that the first three agreements will only work if you do your best, (laughs) which is... A great point. See, I like how they all tie together. So don't expect that you will always be able to be impeccable with your word. Your routine habits are too strong and firmly rooted in your mind, but you can do your best. Don't expect that you will never take anything personally. Just do your best. Don't expect that you will never make another assumption, but you can certainly do your best. By doing your best, the habits of misusing your word, taking things personally, and making assumptions will become weaker and less frequent with time. You don't need to judge yourself, feel guilty, or punish yourself if you cannot keep these agreements. If you're doing your best, you will feel good about yourself, even if you still make assumptions, still take things personally, and still are not impeccable with your word. If you do your best always, over and over again, you will become a master of transformation. Action is what makes the difference. And something that just like popped into my head um, while reading that is this idea of doing habits. And I feel like it's kind of trendy right now to like have all these healthy habits. And I want to read the book, The Atomic Habits, but I can't find it in a soft cover and it's only hardcover and it's really expensive for like a book. So we'll see. (laughs) I mean, I really want to read it, so I'll probably buy it. Uh, But this idea of like having a habit and I feel like when I write something down to have this habit like say I'm gonna drink a gallon of water every day like the and there's always one day where I don't drink a gallon of water and I feel like I want to jump off a bridge and quit everything and lie in my bed all day just because I didn't complete that one habit (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm very much all or nothing Not necessarily, I wouldn't describe myself as all or nothing, but I feel so devastated and so mad at myself when I don't do something that I told myself I was going to do. And that, that, I think that's the thing that destroys my self-ego and self-confidence and self-worth the most. When I tell myself I'm going to do something and I don't do it, that hurts me way more than anything. 
about myself. Um, but yeah, I find that I give up, you know, (laughs) I literally just give up when I fail at something. Whereas I could just, you know, keep going and drink a gallon of water the next day (laughs) and not just completely give up or tone it down and say, I'll drink five glasses of water a day, you know, and just take baby steps. And it's more important to just do something and it doesn't have to be amazing than to not do it at all and like overdose one day out of the week and do nothing the whole rest of the week. Balance is key. Yin and yang. Keep the keep the center strong. And yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on with this book. I mean, there's so much stuff. It's insane. They talk about how to break old agreements and everything, how to stay disciplined and, and all that. So once again, I would recommend this book above all books i want to say i mean i don't know that's a very bold statement but i think this book is very universal that's why i like it so much like anyone can read this and get so 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 much out of it so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i hope you guys are enjoying the episodes you're a queen or king if you stayed this long to listen thank you thank you so much um Be sure to check out the Instagram at Reading Pages Podcast. And I've been listening back to the episodes and I say like way too much. I need, 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 need to work on that. So going forward, I am going to zap myself every time I say like in the podcast so that I will break this bad habit. So Thank you guys once again, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye!